Hello, everyone. This is Mr. Friday, and welcome to the Dork Teacher Podcast. Deborah, or should I call her Deb, is a very experienced, successful theater director doing both for 35 years and directing over 250 productions. Wow. Deb has a BFA in theater from Stephens College. She also studied creative arts learning and arts integration from Leslie College. She performed in the past, but she spent most of her career developing programs, curriculum, and directing. She might be retired, but Deb's still pushing forward to help out other teachers in their drama teaching skills. Yeah, we can call her a nidupreneur. Enjoy! Can I call you Deb? Sure. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hi, Deb. What's wonderful today? Tell me. Oh, hi, Fred. How are you? Good. What is wonderful? Yeah, okay, I want to well, know. The sun is out. That's good. <laughs> and it's um, it's beastly hot here in Kansas. And more oh, really? than that, it's the humidity. Um, my brother always says, well, if it gets up to 95, you know, dry out. It's like, well, who wants to live at 95? But he's right. <laughs> um, and so we have a pool that came with this house. We did not build this house. We did not put in this pool. But it's looking pretty inviting this afternoon. So maybe I'll go there late this afternoon and enjoy it and float around. I call it swimming, you know. <laughs> but I'm not swimming, Fred. I'm just floating in a floaty. <laughs> it works for me. So. <laughs> well, here here in Victoriaville, near, I'm in between Montreal and Quebec City, which is called Victoriaville. Mm -hmm. It's a small town. And actually, it's about the same kind of uh, degrees we're having. We're expecting a lot of heat here. We're not... Uh, We have heat stroke, like uh, like a big kind of like for two or three days in a row and stuff. Uh -huh. But it gets more and more and more hot uh, yeah. every every yeah. summer. Yeah, it's yeah, getting they, global yeah, warming. You have, to believe, you have to believe that part. But yeah, we are good here. We are fine. My husband and I are trying to get out every day and like go to a coffee shop. And he makes products too. So we work at a, a coffee shop or we go to like a place called Panera. And we'll sit there and we'll work there and... Um, just to get out of the house and be, just to be around people. I don't have to talk to them. I just need them around me. So I feel like I'm not by myself, you know. Oh. But today I get to talk to you, Fred. So this is good. This is good. <laughs> I think that'll count for today. I'm done. <laughs> Tell me, Deb, uh, you, you are, you told me just before we were recording, you, you are from Kansas, right? And yep. you, we're mm -hmm. actually recording. You are at, at, at your place, the Kansas. Is it Kansas mm -hmm. City you're actually in? or No, we're in Lawrence, Kansas. Um, the University of um, Kansas is here. It's probably about 90,000 people. And um, they eat, sleep, and breathe Kansas basketball because they are generally pretty good. And as I told you, there's not, um, that's one of the best parts of living in Kansas is the basketball. Let's be frank. So, yeah. Yeah, so I can, where we live right I can now. make the parallel with the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you got, baby, that's what you use, you know. <laughs> It's been, I'm really happy to talk to you because we're, we met, well, virtually before, well, still virtual anyway, but mm -hmm. we, it was uh, throughout the Clubhouse. And yes. I will ask, I, I asked during John Collar's show to having people to talk about education and you, and you showed up and I was like, wow, that's so cool. And I looked over your thing 
and I was totally amazed. Tell me about yourself. Um, well, I was a drama teacher for 38 years, and I directed plays for that long. I've directed over 250 plays. I tell people 250 because I think that sounds maybe reasonable, considering um, I turned 65 this week. But in truth, it's more like, I don't know, 300, 250, something like that. <laughs> but I used to direct as many as six productions a year oh. because I am out of my mind. And um, so um, that's what I used to do. And I went to school in Missouri at Stevens College, which is a women's college. And I was a performance major. And my father said he wanted me to get my teaching certificate. I come from a long line of teachers. He said, so, you know, you could fall back on it. And at the time, nobody told us that Broadway was dead. At the time, we were, were going to school. And, and I kind of thought maybe having food on the table and a roof over my head might be good. Oh. And so I finished my teaching certification and actually very much enjoyed it. So the longer I taught, the more um, I could see how many people I could really touch. And I adore kids. <clears throat> they give me a lot of energy. Yeah. And so that's how I became a teacher. Um, I'm a mom. I am a rock star grandma. I have three darling, perfect <laughs> grandchildren. Rock star and grandma? Yeah. I yeah. love it. Uh-huh. This one here, <laughs> this one in town, our daughter's daughter just call us Gigi and Pop-Pop. And apparently, she's two, almost three. <clears throat> and apparently, even she'll be in her bed talking to herself, going Gigi Pop-Pop, Gigi Pop-Pop. Gigi pop up, and she'll call. Like, I need to go see Gigi and pop up. And, um, and we have a cat, and she calls the cat Mal. So it's Gigi pop up, Mal. And, you know, how can you beat that? This child talks about us. It's awesome. So, yep, we have two daughters. Um, I have a stepson, but he's really a son. I've known him since he was 10, and Tim and I have been married almost 40 years. So oh. that my husband is a retired band director. So he when he went to college, I didn't know him then. Um, he went into the, um, music instead of theater and I went into theater instead of music, but we could have gone either way. So we are perfectly in sync to each other. We understand each other. We get emotional about the same things and movies and music. And yeah, it's a, 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 a really, really blessed and uh, surprised. So, mm. you know, who, who would have thought it? I, I didn't know. <laughs> You know, I didn't know about this kind of marriage. I thought probably somebody had this out there somewhere, but I seem to be one of those very fortunate people. Oh, that's so. great. So you have a happy marriage. Yes, I do. Oh, that's cool. And we work together a lot. He, he, Tim makes, uh, when I make resources, I need music sometimes. And Tim will write the music for it, or he'll uh, find the music for it, or he'll, he, he can do all of it. So He'll do that kind of things for me because I, I write short plays sometimes <clears throat> for the classroom and I'll say, I kind of need something about, I need something kind of, well, we have to think of elementary. So I said, you know, something fun about a giant and he will off, he'll go. And maybe an hour later, he'll have the song, he'll have a tune, he, he can play it for me and he'll say, is this about what you want? Yes. And then off he goes again and he puts it all, he scores it for me and uh, we'll put it into products. And so, because we know, we know exactly what elementary teachers need. We know what middle school need and we know what high school need um, oh. because we taught for so long. So um, that it, when people find us, they love it. So yay. <laughs> wow. That's cool. So basically tell me what you do. I make drama teachers resources and um, it's all Tim's fault. I never was going to do this. I was going to oh. teach or direct when I finished retiring. <clears throat> 
doesn't that make sense that you keep doing it? <laughs> and I tried both and neither experience was very good. And I, he kept saying, why don't you just write a book and use all these lessons that you've made and share them? Ah, no, no, nobody would want my lessons. And so I just kind of blew it off. And in oh. 2018, I finally got serious and I started a store on Teachers Pay Teachers. It's called Drama Mama Speaks. <clears throat> and um, I began to make products and these are drama resource materials of all kinds. So uh, plays, uh, lessons, units. Um, I have radio theater units and plays. I have Broadway musical units uh, about various Broadway musicals and about the or origination of them and how they're created. And wow. um, the nuts and bolts of a show, not just this is the plot and this is who's in it, but rather how did it come about? Who wrote it? Because kids need to see... Um, the progression so that they understand, oh, I'm going to write this many, many, many times. We're going to workshop this. Oh, or I have famous theater artists. So um, like we'll take Lin-Manuel. He's a, uh, one that, of course, everybody just loves. His journey to Broadway is very interesting. And, and there's no uh, traditional path there. So it's fun to, to see how he got there and how long Hamilton took. Where did In the Heights come from? Um, you know, right now I'm working on the music band with Meredith Wilson, which is, you know, old and just learning about Meredith Wilson and how he based the music man over a, um, his life as a child in Iowa. Okay. And that's just this interesting stuff that people don't are not aware that it's actually quite interesting to learn. And it's a way of engaging kids. But I also have you know, word searches and I make posters and wow. I'm real creative. So I just try to offer as many things that I think um, teachers might want for the classroom. So all related to music. No, all related to theater. Theater, it's all sorry. To theater. Yeah. Yes. Theater. Well, that's okay. Um, I, my master's is in arts integration and focus on um, uh, creative arts. So I have a background in theater. So not only can I teach theater, but I can teach you how to integrate drama into your classroom or advise you on how to do that. It's quite simple, very fun, super engaging. The kids love to learn through theater. Like instead of just <clears throat> reading about the Civil War, perhaps we could reenact a moment from the Civil War, that oh. sort of thing. Or if we're in science, you know, they're trying to learn a different um, chemistry yeah. equations yeah. well instead of just writing them you can you can act out the different equations there's just i mean clever things you can do with it or use movement or whatever so i just eat sleep and breathe theater that's what i do oh that's fantastic i i'm thank you i, I have a friend of mine he he created a country of the week so it means it's going to be on the door uh, teacher as well and each week he has a new country show up and he oh, wants cool. to go over all the countries in the world and he's basically Great. working with um or his two daughters and they are selecting videos and we're watching videos but i see there's a link in between what he's doing and you are do you have a website so we can visit it, i or? do i do very much and i'm already interested in that and um my website is deborah baldwin.net so it's d-e-b-o-r-a-h baldwin b-a-l-d b-a-l-d-w-i-n.net but i also have a blog that i'm much more active on and that's drama mama speaks and mama is spelled m-o-m-m-a speaks it's all one word you'll find me easily people google and find me real fast thank goodness um <laughs> <laughs> I have, I don't know, 275 blog posts, which can't even believe I've said Whoa. that much. 
Okay. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Even I'm going, but I have 300 products. See, so I, I'm prolific. This is, it's inter- interesting how your life works, you know, friend, you go, well, Oh, am I ever going to use this information? Oh, yes, I have. I, I come up with new things, so many ideas that I can't even keep up with them. And I try to fill in the holes in the drama programs because I know there are young teachers coming out. For instance, I heard one yesterday. I don't know what her background is. My guess is it's music. And they said, well, they've told me. They've told me. I love that. They've told me I must teach drama one and drama two, and I know absolutely nothing about it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this poor woman. But I can help her. I can advise her. I can customize things if she wants it. And um, the tendency is to teach theater the way perhaps we were taught, which is monologues, scenes, and that's really not what you want to do with young kids. You want to teach kids kindergarten through fifth grade about creative dramatics. You want to teach them how it makes them feel, what they receive from the experience. Once we're in about sixth grade, you want to start to look outward and think about the audience, you know, start to think about volume and whether um, characterization, you can work with that when they're younger, of course, but young children you can't ask them to be exasperated because they do not know what that means. Oh, they, do you know what I mean? They know, they know black and white, you know, they know happy and sad and they know angry mm-hmm. and they know joy, but that other part, they don't always understand. So I, that's what I mean. When I find the holes. I know where the holes are and I know how to fix them. So that's kind of what I do. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it's, so we, if we have an issue, we go over your blogging, ask you questions and you help us out. You could, you can do that, or you can, um, that's one way. People email me too at dhcbaldwin at gmail. Um, they'll ask me and say, Deb, I've looked at your pro- at your products and I don't know where to start. Um, this is what I have. Okay. And I, I can advise them, no, you don't want to do that with them. They're too young for that. Or no, that's way too elementary for them. Wow. Or, well, are you using Google? Oh, okay. Well, then you want digital products. I mean, you want Google Slides. So I can... I can help. It's not just a one size fit all. There's no membership program to it. And there never will be. Wow. You just come to me and look at my products online. Uh, teachers by teachers is like eBay, except it's for uh, education materials. Yeah. I heard about this. Yes. Right. We, I, and, I used uh, it once or once in a while. Yeah. Did you? Um, yeah, I did. Well, I work, I can't speak for everyone, but the people that I am friends with are at stellar educators their materials are tremendous and um i can say that absolute i'm completely qualified to say that when you've taught for 38 years and then some you know good stuff you know um and then at the same time i've directed so long i can tell you if that's a good script or what's wrong with um this particular script and what there's a problem here like they left out a scene and or they took um, one musical that I just adore and they made, tried to make a junior version of it. Have you ever heard of the junior versions? Like, oh, you know, Disney has <clears throat> Little Mermaid Junior. Have you heard of that? Okay. Yeah. Well, they, this other company tried to do that and they just, they just ripped the script apart. And I'm like, no, you can't just take out whole scenes because you're trying to shorten it. You have to do it properly, you know? Oh, yeah. And because I was on stage, I also know what works and what doesn't. So I... I have this breadth of knowledge and experience I'm very willing to advise people with or 
whatever you need, really, if you're just willing to ask, you know. So yeah, that's well, what that's we do great. All so your so your income comes with teacher uh, teachers pay teachers, right? Um, it, yes, it supplements my my pension. I'm retired now, so it supplements my pension. Yeah. Um, my husband makes things called boom cards, and those are digital task cards. And he is doing everything on rhythm. You should actually, Fred, talk to him as well because his stuff is amazing. So I would my, love it. You would. You want to? Yeah. Um, he, my co-teacher in Colorado, um, were good friends of ours, and she's like a third daughter. And she said, "You know, Tim, I these singing kids, while well, my voice kids." Um, they just learn it. They don't really learn rhythm. And he said, well, what's the problem? So she told him and she said, you know, do you think you could make something like that? Well, shoot, that's what he's done. I think he has like 85 uh, decks of cards, but they're all digital. You go to boom learning and um, a teacher goes on and there's all kinds of subjects, but in his case, they can learn about quarter notes or quarter rests or you just pick what you want. The kids um, it's like flashcards, except it's digital. And they are self-grading and we're thorough. We're very, so Tim doesn't just like do it all by paper. Sometimes he'll have them listen and then tell him, tell which rhythm it was. Or sometimes he will give, he will, I think this is right. vice versa, you know? So, so it's, it's very thorough. It becomes a part of them. And um, he hasn't even publicized it because it's up to me to, help us do that. And I have a virtual assistant, but I, you know, I almost need like two more just to help all of this, but that takes money and time. So um, that's kind of what we do all day is, and we happily do it. If we're not taking care of the pool or mowing the lawn or taking care of the cat or <laughs> hugging my granddaughter or talking to my daughter or whatnot. So. Do you consider yourself as an entrepreneur? I didn't, but I do now. I mean, I wasn't until I started the store. And then when I started the store, it's like anything. It's like, well, maybe this will work. I don't know. And then that was 2017 to 2018. I thought, well, why don't you just really give this a shot? Why don't you make 100 products in a year? I thought, okay, well, how? So I figured that all out. And well, of course, I made that date because I'm an overachiever. And then I, and I started to have a lot of success. And then, of course, last year was crazy. People were just buying, 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 yeah, buying. Because of the pandemic, maybe? or Yes, yeah. yeah. And because they were having to teach digitally and hybrid. And yeah. now, last year, they didn't buy posters or anything. This year, like yesterday, five people in a row bought my posters that I have. I was like, what's going on? Oh, yeah, they're back in the classroom. They got to <laughs> the classrooms. Well, good. You know, so. But, but I am not... Um, I don't just look at the money sign. Of course, it always helps. It's helped us a lot, but I just wanted to provide, somebody needs all this information and uh, I can help people move quicker and become more successful. I give you a script and I tell you, this is, if I were you, this is exactly what I would say. Here's my procedure. This is how much time I would spend. And it comes in this unit. And if you don't know much about theater or you're young and you're just getting started and you always start this lesson, well, you've done it in student teaching, but that's a whole different ballgame um, than the classroom. So I've been in the classroom. This is what I have done. I've done this warm up. I have followed this procedure. I have said these things. I've given them these materials. Uh, this is how I've evaluated them, you know? Huh. So, um, but I don't try to be an entire theater program. My job is, I think, is to supplement. 
So if you came to me and said, you know, Deb, do you know, or do you have a radio script about, oh, I don't know, pirates? Yes, I do. I adapted a very, very, very old radio theater script and made it um, palatable for the classroom. Okay. Because you can't just, you know, pull something and bring it in and go, okay, that's going to work. Because it's not. Because if you look at old radio scripts, they don't have sound effects. They don't have a cast list. They don't have it's broken down. They literally just took them and whoever uploaded them. And they're great to read, but they won't work for everybody. Mm. I, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I am, I'm trying to reach general ed and, um, and arts people as they need me. So. Oh, that's great. That's wonderful. Thank I, you. I, and, and you know, you know why I, you probably don't know why I'm telling you this. Um, thing is, is why are you telling me this? Fred? Because I, I'm actually <laughs> teaching intense English in Ooh. in my in my town. And the thing is, the program is selected. The way it works, it's supposed to be like regular sixth grade. Uh, the curriculum is for uh-huh. regular sixth grade, but we do intense. So in about maybe a month or two, we already over the curriculum and i'm looking forward to get some new stuff to make my students happy you know what i mean by it so you Mm -hmm. just you you, you're here that's that's Mm -hmm. wonderful so everything happens for a reason yeah well keep going well here i have well this would really help you uh in that case i have readers theater scripts that i've adapted i have a canadian story that i adapted no way yeah what kind of story um, do you have? I have one for uh, the Inuits um, about the fall of the spider. Okay. And how he gets his eight legs. Oh, That's a native wonderful. story. Wonderful. Um, but I I have some that are from one that's a Grimm's fairy tale on the Brave Little Tailor. And I have um, one called the Sprightly Tailor. How? Why would two tailors? Um, I have one from China. I have one from Japan. Um, one from Germany, one from Italy, a Jewish folktale that's very popular called It Could Always Be Worse. Okay. And I adapted it three times. So I adapted it as reader's theater, adapted it as a play, and I adapted it as radio theater because I'm just trying to find how I can reach you. So what is it? How can I re- help you reach those kids? So if you're in elementary, you could read it if I you're am. in a reading class. If you are in a language arts class, you might want to do radio theater with it which Mm. they are gifted love these because they get to sound effects you know and they get to do um the narration if you if you've got kids up in middle school you know um sedna is very dramatic and it's about how where the all the ocean animals came from and it sounds kind of violent until you're like read the whole thing and it's a gorgeous story okay but you see so i can i can Find something for you, depending on you what. But I will tell you this. I don't write the zombies have an Easter parade. <laughs> I don't write. My husband, I told him, I'm up to here with princess stories. If I hear one more person go, let's just do a princess story, I'm going to kill them. Because that's ridiculous. And it's so insulting. <laughs> to me, it's insulting to kids. You know, kids want, they want real stories. Yeah. And it, it doesn't all have to be about, um, magic that's not what i mean i don't no. mean like it can't be about it's Harry more Potter. like culture a uh, cultural story or history story yes because there's so many uh creation myths that are fantastical yeah that i'll even say to him my husband okay i cannot do this particular story why i said because the woman dies and when she dies 
she becomes a tree and then they cut off her arms and then they make the trees. You know what I mean? It's like, before you know it, the story is so outlandish, which is fine if you're saying it, but I cannot dramatize that. So I go through numerous stories trying to find something that that's like finding the Holy grail. I really have to find something that's good enough for a classroom. You know, it's going to have enough characters or can I adapt it to add characters? Is it not ridiculous? Mm. There's one called the magic lake, which is wonderful. And it's it, that might be Peruvian. I can't remember. I am sorry, Fred. It's okay. Um, it's okay. No worries about it, but it's, it, it kind of very interesting. You know, what's popping in my head, what you're talking about. I, I actually equipped to make some podcasts mm -hmm. so I can mm -hmm. literally make my students read and record and we can make like a kind of a podcast kind of thing, right? Well, how, yes, you can make your own radio show. How old are these students? Oh, they are actually 11 and 12. But it, it, when we begin, I have to be, I have to tell you how it works here in, in Victoriaville where I'm here. Um, when they showed up in sixth grade, they are really poor in English. Some, yeah. some of my students not, are not able to say, may I go to the washroom? Right. Or to the restroom. And I find, I find it really sad, but after a month or two, they're getting used to, and they, 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 right. they, they can keep a conversation going. They, they learn really, really fast because we're putting in phases for, for about five months and a half daily, mm -hmm. English mm -hmm. only. So except right. for physical education and they go to the music class, but otherwise, uh, maybe, uh, it's five, five hours a day. So it's around four hours only strictly in English. Mm -hmm. It's all immersive. It, it's, it right. is immersive. Absolutely. So they call, they call it intensive. Do you, do you read stories? Aloud? I do. I do. Okay. Well, see, I mean, you and I know the power of the written word, especially in a drama class is you can take students who have reading problems and you can sit them down in front of a script And they begin to understand it very quickly because there's no narration in a play script. And that's on purpose because we just don't work that way. Or if there is, maybe in the classroom there is, but not on Broadway. They're not going to have every single play with somebody narrating because people will walk out in the first five minutes. They're like, no, let's get to it. But the, the characterization in a play is always good. If it's made it to being published, that means it's good. Um, So that helps them too. They begin to understand um, fluency and how we people speak. And, um, you know, we don't all speak the same way. Yeah, exactly. Um, the accent we and stuff. pronounce things differently. Right. Yep. And um, I have a play that's called Bow Wow Blues. And a lot of middle school teachers are doing this. And I accidentally ran onto somebody's YouTube version of it this week. I was delighted to listen to the kids because it has definite accents. I read it, wrote it on purpose. But you saying that makes me go, well, shoot, now I should do another one and have no accents whatsoever. So that, because there's a difference in the way this woman, they talk to each other. Yeah. He says Chicago because he's from, um, he's from uh, the East and um, she's her, she uses a lot of slang. Well, don't you, I mean, you know, ain't you thinking that? And well, shoot, we need to not first just to say, you know, what are you thinking? Or don't you agree? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I understand. That's, yeah. It, but Any, anytime you use a script of any sort, whether it's reader's theater or radio theater or a play. You have to like speaking internationally. Yeah, you yeah. are right. And yeah. you can reach them 
in a way that you cannot reach them if you just read it. And I'm a big reader, you know, but let's say you're in a classroom and the kids just are not understanding this particular story. You get them up on their feet and you act out the story and they will understand it like that. Mm. They will never forget the day I was, you know, the roaring lion and I didn't just read about the roaring lion, you Mm -hmm. know, because Um, there's emotion attached to it also. mm -hmm. That's why I really love theater. Thank you. Me too. Yeah. 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 Because emotions are really related. And for someone like me, I'm having problems like getting attention for a long period of time. So if I read, for instance, and I kept on the uh, on a sentence or a word, and I kept on reading, but I'm not there anymore. But mm-hmm, theater kind mm-hmm. of thing is way up different because you're yes. it pushes you to the story, so you're in the story. That's wonderful. Very quickly, very quickly. Yeah. Um, and you should, I tell people all the time, well, for instance, I have a unit on Tom Sawyer. And oh. um, and the reason I use it is it's a really good script by a man I knew named Tim Kelly, who adapted um, a number of stories. And this one, I think, is probably his best. And I encourage teachers to read it in the classroom and then and read aloud and then go from, and I have all kinds of questions so they could pop one question from this section or they could ask them to answer all 10. You know, they're probably, I think there's 75 questions and I did it on purpose so that you could pick and choose as you wanted. Um, Then you can take it from there and they can study costume design and they can study set design. So by the end of it, they haven't just read the script. They have read the script. They have answered questions. They have designed costumes and learned about costume design. They have studied set design and adapt, you know, made their ideas for Tom Sawyer. So now we have this long breadth of stuff that would take you a month at least, but boy, they will never forget the story ever. You know, you can just, you can just go and go and go. And you don't have to be in a drama class to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, These are written such a way that most teachers should be able, depending on if it's age appropriate, that's for middle school. Um, they should have success with it because I just know what works because I did it forever. So, you know, and I'm constantly learning, constantly. Mm. And uh, so if you told me, Fred, would I be doing this with my life? If you asked me 10 years ago, I'd say no, but it, <laughs> it totally works for me. All right, Deb, let's have a little moment with my collaborator, Julie. Hey, this is Julie. Um, I hope everybody's fine today. It's a really good day. Um, And I hope you enjoy the interview as much as I do. This lady is passionate. She's great. And we do love passionate people, don't we? So today, instead of giving you like extra things, I'm going to refer you, refer, refer directly to her website, That is dramamamaspeaks.com. There's a lot of resources here. I'm sorry for the back noise. That's my cat coming. He's always there for the uh, for this segment. <laughs> so drama mama, be careful. It's drama m o m m a, not m a m m a. Okay, so dramamamaspeaks.com, and then you can also buy her resources uh, on teacherspayteachers.com and. Oh, my friends, I wish I had those resources when I was teaching drama. Teaching drama is great. The kids love it, but it takes a lot of time, a lot of creativity, my friends. If I had such a resource, I would 
have been a little bit easier. Okay, so uh, I leave you with that and you have a good day and you take care, friends. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you, Julie. Deborah, I must say that you look like you're enjoying it. I can yeah, see it through, the, through my screen. You look passionate. Mm -hmm. that, that, that is what I like about talking with people who surround them with education because these people are really passionate about them, what they're doing. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. what I love. Uh, and teachers are the rock. Uh, they're the salt of the earth. You cannot find better people, I believe. They are honest, extremely hardworking. They're very bright. They're willing to learn. And they're mistreated a lot. And I don't understand why you would not be kind to someone who's trying to help your child. You know, and I understand. I understand it's because the parents are too close. I've had, I had a parent email me three years later, about three years, Fred, after I had retired to tell me to complain about something she'd heard third hand that I'd said, you know, three years before. It's like, I don't have to deal with you anymore. This is ridiculous. My husband's in the background chuckling because it's like, When this came through my email, I was like, what is this? Mm. This was three years ago. You weren't there. You've got this third hand and you are bothering me with this? I'm retired. You see what I mean? That's, there's no respect. There's no respect for people. And um, we're having, know? we're expecting the same situation back here in, in, in Quebec, frankly. Uh, it, it's the, the, uh, The profession, the job of teaching, it's a very, very, very complicated one. And mm -hmm. and I, I this is I speak as a person, not as a teacher. And when I uh well it's different. It's hard to say because I'm really into it. Um sometimes each year I'm getting to a new year, I have the sense that's that I'm gonna have more job. Right. And it should be Well, different. If I look at my my friends who are making something else, and they say, "Now I'm I'm good. I, I I'm over it, and I'm getting better, and I'm working less." Right. And, I have an advanced. I, I, I advanced. Now I have this person. Yeah. Yeah. So from from mm -hmm. my from my point of view, I'm totally on the opposite. So the, right. I, I, by the end of the school year, I had a meeting with my principal, and she asked me to do something else. You know. So she said. Think about it. And, and she w it wasn't a good purpose, frankly, okay? But she said, find something else uh, to make uh, the kids interesting. They are interested, but I want something else. I was like, oh, my God, it's going to mean I have more job. I'm I, I teaching for, uh, for over almost 20 years from now. Mm -hmm. But it's okay. That, that's the way it keeps me uh, alive. Right. So, There's a fine line, though. Yeah, you know exactly. There's so, a fine line. Yeah. It's um, a, a teacher yesterday said, um, "I'm new to this school. I have to teach K through ninth. My principal expects a performance at the end of every nine weeks." And I thought, "Okay, she's thinking a huge plight." And I said, "So I wrote her separately and said, okay, I understand your plight. I can help you." Um, look at this particular script because she was looking for K to two. And I said, this script I've adapted. It's OG, OG sign of the grateful statues, which is a darling, darling little story from Japan. And it's real, it's about new years, but it's also about generosity and kindness. And it's like perfect for the winter because it's in the winter and, and all this business and there's snow. And um, I thought that she doesn't, this principal doesn't realize what they've asked of this person to do. You, you cannot, 
that would be, that's silly. My, as a band director, I've talked to my husband about so many times people push these kids too fast in theater. Um, he said, right. It would be like the first week we're learning the scale and next week we're, we're going to play an entire piece of music with everybody else. I mm. said, exactly. Mm. And that you don't put them in scene study when they're 10. I mean, that just insult, that's insulting to me. What you do with them when they're 10 is you just keep allowing them to explore this and study mass and how to use mass and study movement and how do we use movement and how did they put that musical together? Oh, I see. Well, first it was a play. Oh, that's really cool. How did it become a musical? Well, they brought this person in and he, he talked to them about how they made the music so that they can find themselves in there somewhere. And let's not forget the students who are as reluctant to be in a drama class as you can. I mean, they're scared to stiff. Yeah, but okay. you know what? It's okay. Technical theater is a fabulous part of theater to get involved Absolutely. in. Absolutely. Being behind the scenes also. That's great. And they make good money and they are hired like for a year. They're not there for six weeks and move on. Um, I, a student of mine and also a good friend of my daughter's who's also a performer, he just finished um, a show up in Iowa and he branded bounces around the country and he designs for this university and then he designs for this college and then wow. he'll just do one show here and his stuff is good mm-hmm. and he's made a living of it. But with you would have met him when he was in fourth or fifth grade, he was shy, he was quiet, he was awkward. And had someone said, now, Brandon, get up on that stage and let's act, that would have been the end of him. But he luckily had a mother that could see that he he loved it. He was quite an artist. We just need to find the right place for him. And here he is now. He's a scenic designer. He's wonderful. And I bet you someday we see him on Broadway. He is that good. Wow. And he's he's solid. You know, the kid is solid. He's, you can depend on him. Wow. um, and so I make a lot of lessons for people, for those kids who are reluctant, you know, that there's a place, there is a place for everybody That's true. in the arts. And there's a, definitely a place for everybody in theater. We just have to find the spot, you know? That's true. That's so. true. For you, Deb, education is? Vitally important. And what helps to make us who we are. You have to have it. Frankly. Period. Yeah. yeah. Good one. And uh, name me someone who had a great impact on you and tell me why. Um, my drama teacher in high school. Oh. Um, he would be really proud of me. But I've also had um, professional acting teachers. One in a, That was Mr. Chapman in Little Emporia, Kansas. He's the one who's put me up there and said, you can do this. And then that was all he ever said. <laughs> he was like, go do it. Um, my my team, my acting teacher in college, her name is Jean Muir. Jean Muir was a performer in California and she was a blacklisted because she actually, all she did was write a letter to the Moscow Ballet congratulating them on their performance. And she was blacklisted in California and her career just went what? down the tubes. Yes, that was back in the 50s. And I met her in the 70s in school and she was the very best acting teacher I have ever had. She was fabulous and worked me to death. And so I, I really admired her and my drama teacher. Those are two in particular. Wow. Yeah. Um, so do you read books? I read a lot. Yeah, I do. Okay, I'm you're... not a fast reader. I'm getting faster. <laughs> but because of theater, I read word for word. 
because in directing, every word counts, right? So I realized, oh, and I'm reading like, like I'm reading a play. I don't need to do that. I'm reading right now Hamnet, um, which is a great book I ran on to in, in Massachusetts when we were back there. And I have you heard of Hamnet, Fred? Nope. nope. Um, I don't know where it is. But anyway, um, it's the story of, but you don't know this, William Shakespeare's wife, whose real name was Agnes, but she went by Anne. And we were in Ireland a few years ago, and I actually stepped into Shakespeare's real home. Oh, in wow. The, is, first place and to be standing in the room and then read this book and how, how well this woman put them together. Um, the story of, of, well, Shakespeare's son, Hamnet, um, and the plague that happens at the time. Yeah. And so here's this plague. And I, last night I read this chapter about one little flea that came off a monkey completely across the country world and how it ended up in, um, the story and the setting fab it's fabulous book. So that's what I'm reading right now, but I'm in a book club with some high school friends that we started and, and I just read a lot. Yeah. But book clubs to me are like, I get, this is not very nice, but some girls, women get so excited about going to clothing stores. I get excited about going to bookstores. I mean, just telling you that makes me excited. I love bookstores because all those people, all those stories are in there. You know, Mm. if I could just read faster, I just would like to read faster. (laughs) And then remember it? That would help. <laughs> Sometimes I go, did I read that book? Or did I just think about reading that book? I don't oh know. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for your sharing. Okay, my next question is, uh, tell me, Deb, what is your greatest success? I would say it's my family. Oh. Um, I came from, I think, a dysfunctional home um, that on the outside looked great. And I received what I needed to but they were not emotionally available to me and they did not understand me because I'm an art, I'm creative, artistic. Um, I think fast, I think uniquely. And I come from a family of good people, but they're very, they're not any of that. And they're business people. And one is a teacher, but I was kind of a threat to them. And I just oh. wanted to be in a home with people and parents. I adored my father. I didn't do well with my mom, but I didn't figure that out until I was older. I wanted to be in a home where, um, it was honest, it was, uh, respectful, it was kind. And that's, I have that. And, um, that, yes, I'm very proud of what I have, this marriage and this family. Great. Uh, what is your hard learning moment? Hmm. Well, let's see. I, it's hard to believe. I know I have mellowed a lot. I, uh, it was Mellow. the year I would say I was directing, four different musicals at once in this wow. school in Colorado, which was part of the program. Okay. And I couldn't do the same musical which each with each class because how am I going to keep that straight? Who is Annie in this cast? And then who's Annie in that cast? So I actually did four different musicals. Wow. Um, I had four different scripts. So like this one's doing um, Aladdin. This one's doing Little Mermaid. This one's doing Schoolhouse Rock. And this one's doing Annie. And I had to do it that way to keep straight where I was in the script. Well, that kind of ruined my health. And the next year I decided <laughs> I should retire, but I was to that age anyway. It was just a good excuse. Okay. But yeah, um, <laughs> my hard lesson is I work too hard and I've had to learn to calm the hell down. There's just no other way to say it oh. nicely. I just had to learn to calm down. And 
that I'm, I have had to learn that I'm good enough because I didn't receive it as a child. That's why I'm such an overachiever um, that I could stop today and I should be proud of everything I've done. And I don't have to produce in order to be valuable to the world. Um, I'm good enough the way I am. Mm. So. We had a dark Kabbalist moment. I have to say it was wonderful. Well, I've had a wonderful time talking to you. This is great. Anytime, Fred. Well, my dog friends, this is the end of this ninth episode. Next week, I have the privilege to speak with my dear friend, Giancarlo. Frankly, Giancarlo, he is amazing. He is a connector and because of him, I'm having a couple of guests for my Dork Teacher podcast. A special thanks to my dear brother, Bob, who makes this wonderful melody. And a special thanks to Julie and Yannick, my two collaborators. And just before the end, I would like to say, hey guys, think love. See you later, guys. Ciao.